So Ben, your your vaccine was at the shot and scene center. Was there a guy hawking t-shirts that said like I got shot at the shot? Oh God, there was pretty. And he's like had- te- he he's mumbling to his wife like. And you said after the murders of 1997 <laughs> that I would never sell these. <laughs> yes, that's why we're getting a divorce. I told you not to sell murder shirts. Was there a guy dressed as a bear who was like shooting the injections from a giant like cannon at you? Like a, you, you, were, you had to sit up in the in the cheap seats and then you just boom, and it's like a stream of the vaccine. You just have to like open up the your t-shirt skin. cannon. Looks like a big syringe. Yes. An- a nurse is going to come by, and she's going to ask a couple of questions. And when she says, dun 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 you say, hey, and she'll put a shot in your arm. <laughs> oh, look, Ben, you're on the shot cam. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, do something wacky. Make it out with the person next to you. Uh, Inject the person next to you with a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Am I correct in assuming uh, Wayne Gretzky... Is so good. His team didn't retire his number. The, the league entire did? league did. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. Yes, I don't know anything about hockey, but that's enough. Mm-hmm. There are two players uh, who have their number retired by an entire league. One is Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier in baseball. <laughs> the other is Wayne Gretzky, who was just really, really, really good. Uh, he's so good, I feel like he eliminated racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Can I just ask a question? And I, I don't know a ton about sports, but did Wayne Gretzky break the color barrier in hockey? <laughs> he was the first white Canadian to play uh, hockey. It was it was, a, it was very controversial at the time. Really, uh, it, it, the floodgates kind of opened after that. Oh, yeah. That's why there's so many white Canadians to this day. Wow. White guys, white guys playing hockey. It's like camouflage, just like white on ice. Shocking, shocking mm-hmm. to me. Let let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. That's uh, that was what Wayne Gretzky said. Yeah, I saw it on his tomb. Yes, <laughs> may he rest in peace. <laughs> I visited Gretzky's tomb. <laughs> He's up there racing with Dick Trickle in heaven right now. <laughs> Or whatever it was, he. I don't remember. What he did. I can't. I honestly now can't remember if Dick Trickle actually is dead. Dick or Trickle is dead. dead, but at this he point he's dead. You know what? He, appara- he did dead. not die racing, but he is dead. He did not die racing, but he died a racist. Good, <laughs> <laughs> might have. So Matt, yeah, I, you're I you're in charge of our social media, Matt. What you should do is every time a celebrity dies, just say that they're up in heaven racing with Dick Trickle now. <laughs> 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 This week on Free Legal Advice. Uh, what's in the box? That's right. Uh, Smrad Smith from a movie <laughs> that uh, we clearly have copyright law access to. Six plus to. one. Smrevin? Uh, <laughs> Smrevin. Oh, sorry. Smrix plus Smrun. We're playing the game. Yeah. What's in the box? Uh, this is going to be a very, very legal, uh, legal heavy episode for, for our law heads out there. Um, we're going to talk about a the hypothetical situation uh, where you move into a new place and mail continues to uh, arrive on your doorstep for previous mm. tenants. Mm-hmm. At what point are you allowed to open said mail? Uh, what are the factors of why or why you why not? And uh, I will walk through a a hypothetical uh, that 
you know, some packages arrive, and I'm going to be asking Ben Corian Grant. Uh, what's in the box? Uh, so, <laughs> you are not allowed to say with... those words. They have to come from the <laughs> no, phone. I, I do not plan on saying those words uh, throughout uh, the episode. So, um, let's start with uh, the scenario. You've got packages arriving. So you probably expect some junk mail, uh, flyers, the, the, the types of uh, stuff that goes straight in the trash anyways to arrive. Uh, and I get plenty of that for all sorts of people uh, and, in my current home. Um, but if you get packages, uh, envelopes that clearly have you know merchandise or things that were purchased in them, and not just your run-of-the-mill junk mail, uh, what do you guys? What is your legal advice to our to our audience of when you can or can't open uh, said packages? You, you're right to ask because I looked this up and there's no rule. Of, there's no law anywhere about opening someone else's mail mm. that I can find. <laughs> ain't no law saying <laughs> nope. <laughs> ain't no law says they own law against mail tampering. <laughs> I think only if it's cool, Corey. If it's a uh, mm. if it looks cool. Is it the kind of package that the Fonz could open with his elbow? <laughs> just like at the back of his elbow, just bam, and then would it pop open or not? That's right. The, that's well, that's the a line. good point. What if you kind of like if you were to nudge this. it and open? <laughs> I'm not opening this package. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to cite legal precedent. I'm going to cite the case of Corey versus future plaintiffs. Um, <laughs> the rule is after a decent amount of time, yeah. Open it. Okay. Yeah. Because Decent uh, amount of time. Here's the thing. Um there is there is an addendum, like it's the type of it's the type of mail that it is. Uh like junk mail, yeah, of course you're gonna look through that. Bank statements, that's what they're there for. Um <laughs> But when it comes to like a box or something, like you gotta you gotta hold it a bit until mm-hmm. where there could have been time for you to try to give it to you the the people who you know where they live. <laughs> <laughs> once, have tried. once the time once the time has passed where you could have tried open season but here's the thing if you know, like okay again i'm citing cory versus future plaintiff uh yeah the the previous tenant still gets christmas cards and hanukkah cards and stuff and if the meltisons don't send me some cookies every year i worry uh, they're not for me, but I've been opening them so long. It's just tradition. Like, we're hanging their card with the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> part of the family, you know? Uh, Bev and the crew are right. doing well. Um, that, that's completely understandable. Package, you have to hold it long enough to be like, I, tr- I could have tried to give it back. <laughs> so I don't remember if I told this story on, on this podcast or not. Um, about, uh, I think most aesthetically this happened. Not fully hypothetically, but this one most aesthetically happened. <laughs> Depending on your reaction to it, um, <laughs> I got this big, uh, it's a couple years ago now, but this great big package, this gigantic fat book shaped package, like a big dictionary kind of a situation thing. And it was not at all to my address. Uh, I live on Second Avenue. This, I think this, here's the similarity this was to like Ben Smith that lived on Second Avenue. Boulevard <laughs> or a street or something like that. But the number was completely different. Last name, completely different. And it had been like gone around. It had a bunch of writing and extra stickers and shit that, you know, return to sender. No, you return to sender. No, you return to your sender. I'll show you. <laughs> and all of that stuff was You're on a it. sender. Yeah. 
Takes one sender to no one sender. And at, at sender one point, what? it was just like, fuck it, it's close enough. Just drop it. We <laughs> yes, got the first name. So they're like, is there any what? Ben in Columbus? Where is the closest one? <laughs> they saw me, and they delivered it to me. And I tried, I tried, I looked on Facebook, I looked on the internet, because it's like, it was a unique enough name, like Ben Stout or Ben Stortel or whatever the fuck it was. It was something. Um... There are no. There were a few Ben Blobkins or whatever this guy's name was on Facebook. I wrote them messages. A couple of them wrote me back, not me. And it's like, look, I tried because clearly this was a thing. And the package, I'm not. The other part is that the package was mostly open even when I got it, so I could see <laughs> it had been around the block. And it was like, okay, let's see what's going on. Oh, this was a a full cloth bound book of a Kickstarter Dungeons and Dragons campaign all about like some Nordic crap or something. I have showed it at least to Grant. It is like a thing of quality. Um, and the guy never wrote back and it's sitting on the bookshelf behind me right now. Uh, <laughs> most, aesthetically, most aesthetically speaking, most aesthetically speaking, it's, <laughs> but I tried, I did my due diligence as Corey said, and uh, it's mine now. So we've got, at least waiting the amount of time to do due diligence. There's actually mm-hmm. doing due diligence. Grant, uh, is there any other legal addendum? Well, I think the due diligence was done, and that's... I've never had a situation like that where the due diligence was not able to be completed. Uh, I have had other people's mail, like packages, and then you, you, resend, you, know, you send it back from Shacktown. Uh, as, as, as Shaq or Dikembe Mutombo was once known to do, you try and mail a, a, the ball into the basket and send. Back. Is there like a like a gift sticker of uh, Mutombo's finger wagging back and forth <laughs> that you slap on your mail and put it back out for the postman? And <laughs> yeah, I, I got the forever ones, so I don't have to buy. The, they're, they're worth the. Forever don't have to worry about the price going up. I bought some forever fingers, but from a different store. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of a mailman trying to deliver you a package and you not only slapping it down, but also doing like the thing where they're like charging you and let them run, run into your chest and knock over, boxing uh, them out, pick up a foul. So I've always, I've always been able to successfully return the package, but there have been, there's at least one time where I did accidentally open it because I was expecting a package that day and it was the same size of the package that I was expecting, like a big uh, thing. I just like absentmindedly opened, yeah. like, what in the hell? They sent me the wrong. Oh, this is to someone completely uh-huh. different. But, so, yeah. how did you legally cover your tracks there? I legally taped it back up and, <laughs> and legally <laughs> pretended that that didn't happen. This reminds me, and I can't believe I didn't remember this until now. Um, one, I used to have a neighbor that would just—he'd walk—he'd be walking his dogs all day and would just find stuff and be like, "Do you want it?" Like the one day he's like, he's like, "I found like 30, 30 packets of like printer paper. Do you need it?" Like, no, yes, but no, not from you. And Do you want what, to steal it? One day he just, you know, those like, like the foldable like Amazon crates that they have in the in the trucks of like this. These are the boxes for this neighborhood. He just pulls one up. He's like, it's full of stuff. Do you want it? I was like, why don't we? Why don't you call Amazon and return it? And he's like, I don't know how. And left me with just a big crate of someone else's boxes, which I didn't try too hard to not return. <laughs> <laughs> So, Grant, in those scenarios, you're just, like, giving it back to the postman, or you track down the owner? What? Uh, no, no, no. I've never... I don't believe I've ever tracked down the owner, unless it's, like, my neighbor or something that I can, like, walk over and give it to them. But uh, you just... You go to... If it's a UPS package, you go to UPS and give it back to them. Mm, or if it's the post office, you go to the post office and give it back to them. They'll, they'll take it. Interesting. 
they'll be like, this wasn't yours? No, that's not me. Okay, there you go. Transaction completed. This is good stuff. I should. I wish I would have known this. Uh, previously. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's that's a good legal legal ground for for the the hypothetical I'm about to uh, describe. I do. I, I want to uh, as a as a character witness story. I want to tell a quick story. A, a most hypothetical, like Ben said, story. Um, is this a? Of, are you witness to your own character here? Yes. This story. I, this, story <laughs> this story is witness to my own character. <laughs> Uh, recently I parked you, somewhere you here on the street. You uh, found an orphan on your, de- on your porch and you said, no, 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 this is <laughs> no. not a package for me. And I left it out there. I left it out. <laughs> I took it to UPS and they yep. took it back. I taped it up. I taped it up. If you touch it, the mother won't come back and take it, I was told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bird? So I parked on the street and it's a pay meter, uh, paid you know, two hour parking or whatever. And when I went to put my card in uh, to pay, because of course you're going to charge 30 cents to your credit card. um, Someone else's card was stuck in there Hmm. and pulled it out. And you became king of England. When I got home, I did my legal due diligence, looked this person up, happened to find them pretty, pretty straightforwardly on, uh, went from LinkedIn and then looked them up on Facebook. Facebook messaged them Hey, is this you? Oh, yeah, I, it was stuck in there. I couldn't get it out. Do you need it? Do you need me to send it to you? Yes, please. Dropped it in the mail because that's the kind of person I am, and I just want that to be established uh, mm-hmm. before this hypothetical story. So you told me that story to tell me this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that story proves you're a hell of a guy. The following story is hypothetical and may not have actually happened. A- absolutely. I just wanted the audience to know I'm a hell of a guy. So <laughs> that's a good point. In completely <laughs> unrelated terms because this is a hypothetical. So let's say you move into a new home uh, that's very creepy. Um, it, it's it's uh, it's basically the house that like the kids in the neighborhood when they walk by they tell the younger kids that a witch lives there <laughs> because there there's a hedge if you could call it that surrounding the property that's like 12 to 15 feet high. Uh, almost no light gets into the house because of this overgrown monstrosity. Um, I'm sure at one point it was meant to be five to six feet high, but it just years of neglect and overgrowth uh, kind of shade the property. And and that's really kind of the theme of this property is uh, years of neglect. So it is assumed, it is hypothetically assumed that this property was probably unoccupied for for a number of years, um, not just from the like the you, from the overgrowth. You're like, oh, someone cared for it a long time ago, and then it just let go. Uh, another thing that was found out inside was that uh, when when someone hypothetically moved into this place, uh, there was no internet, and the cable guy who came said like, oh, well, clearly someone cut it accidentally. Uh, you know, hedge trimming or something because there's no service and it was a huge pain in the ass to get service. I may have even, uh, told a hypothetical about this on the podcast. So if, if you don't have internet, how, how are you living in a place in in the modern era? Right. So Mm -hmm. just setting the stage that it's a creepy overgrown place that no one's probably lived at for, for a number of years and a package or two, two packages arrive. One is, uh, 
a size of about a brick or maybe just like a little bit bigger than a brick. And it is completely wrapped in in uh, a white, what greenish white paper that has like a, a an Asian script. It could be Chinese, it could be Japanese. I'm not. I'm I'm no scriptologist, uh, <laughs> but it's it's completely written in an in, a, in an Asian script. And then there's just one sticker on top of that with the current address and not me or not this hypothetical person. Uh, and then like another clear, weird, like wrapping around it. So it's like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. And then maybe like a week later, another, an envelope arrives for the same, uh, person that inside is clearly the shape of like a prescription bottle with pills. You know, you could shake it. Vitamins. And so you think if this person needs this stuff, they're they're gonna track this down, right? Um, and so the it, right away, let's start with this uh, air of, of mystery, and let's get a first round of. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you guys are thinking as I tell this uh, hypothetical tale. So at this point, it's a heavy package that rattles like pills, covered in Chinese writing. There's two, two separate. One two. is two one separate. is like the the brick and Chinese writing, and and the other is a bottle of pills or potential pills, something that's rattling. At this point, I'm guessing the pills are dick pills. Okay. And the brick is a dick brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm guessing the bottle is full of human teeth used for dick, <laughs> used for uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> right up there with mm. white tiger. And uh, the brick is probably an incredibly erect penis. <laughs> Okay. I think that the uh, these pills are actually Legos. Um, it's a set of a guy with an erection. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, you, it's, you build an erection. Um, he's, it's a guy at a Viagra store. Um, and the brick is just an ordinary brick. It's a brick of the month. It's, just, it's like the way that you uh, do chess by mail. It's how you... Uh, yes. Someone who is very thoughtfully building something. Sphinx by mail. Yeah. Thank you, Grant. Okay. So we've got a dick brick and dick pills, human teeth for your dick. Yes. And an erect penis. <laughs> As if that even needs to be said, but yes. A Lego set of obviously Legos with erect penises and a brick of the month. So we're all right. Well, the, right? keep in mind, and I'm not saying you are or aren't close, but keep in mind the one who's uh, closest uh, is going to be deemed the winner of this podcast. So. Grant, at this point, it's like Schrodinger's dick pills. I mean, you, you affect the outcome if you <laughs> open the package up. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yes. that's true. very interesting. However we collapse the waveform, I want to win. So let's <laughs> do that. The eerie and mysterious story continues. So in this, uh, you know, more clues that I think might lead one down a path of thinking this package is, is something that maybe it wasn't. Or maybe it was. Uh, so other odd things about this the circumstance here. So in this new home, in an upstairs bedroom closet, a, a small closet, is a brand new um, AC like heating unit, the kind that you mount like above a door. Um, very nice. And it's in a closet, and in that closet, there's also like four really large, brand new power boxes. Um, so most of the re- there is it's the only AC unit in the home, 
and all the wiring and outlets in the rest of the home suck. But yet, for some reason, in this closet, brand new AC with a bunch of uh, power. And hypothetically, I am wondering, like, are they, like, growing weed in here? But that doesn't make sense. Weed is legal. But I was going to ask if you were growing meth. Well, that, that very well could be. Could be growing dick pills. Because talking to a neighbor, a neighbor starts planning all these, like, yeah, the last people were really weird. Uh, he even said, I kind of wondered if they had a meth lab in there. <laughs> um, they only, the, the previous tenants only used the back door. Um, and he said they spent most, what he could tell, they spent a lot of time in the garage. I don't know. Uh, the other thing is on the, the back door to the garage, the door from the garage, to the kitchen and the refrigerator door, the door handles are covered in this like sticky copper tape that is like impossible to get off. Uh, so I start maybe thinking, all right, there's some like weird drug shit going on here. Like this. Last time I did shit. drugs, I taped copper tape all over my door handles, too. So last Who time knows? I was growing them, at least, anyway. That's how you keep the police from knowing. Yes. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to come in and look for drugs. Oh, no, my hand's stuck. Ah, they... It's like uh, painting, you know, lamb's blood on your door. You yeah. know, that, that causes the cops to go, uh, to, you know, pass <laughs> over at your house. It's like how, it's like how pennies... By the way, happy Passover to all our Jewish meth lab uh, <laughs> operators. Anyway. <laughs> Go on. It's just like how pennies help you pass a breathalyzer test. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the copper uh, helps you pass a, a meth the lab test, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what police do is they hook up their their meth lab meter to doorknobs, methometer, and uh, you know it'll tell you whether there's a meth lab in the house or not. And so the the copper, much like a penny, uh, throws throws them off the trail. Let me ask you this: All can true. they can they detect if Corey was right about them being dick pills? Or do we have to open them too? <laughs> well, we're getting there. I will say, at this point, before we get to the reveal, uh, one last chance if anyone wants to change what they think. Uh, what's in the box? I do. I want to update mine to dick pills and meth seeds. Ooh, meth seeds. Okay. <laughs> For growing meth. Uh, Interesting. Hmm. I like my human teeth. I uh, feel like I might change the erect penis to a bunch of flaccid penises packed so tightly that they become like it's just really it's a really you know solid package okay okay i'm changing both of mine um the rattling thing um are bits of baby skull and then the (laughs) the brick like thing is a tightly wrapped package of archie comics (laughs) big jughead fans that uh (laughs) previously uh, so I, at least we all agree, like something fucked up is happening, right? Right. <laughs> we like definitely it. agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said so. So keeping, keeping in mind, um, in this hypothetical, the owner of this home tries to look up this person online. It's somewhat of a generic name and can't actually pinpoint. There's like multiple of these people in the Bay area, uh, more As than if enough it were time on purpose. More than enough time passes that I that one could have per Corey's legal standard, one could have tracked them down. Mm. But also, there's like 
it's been three months. If you needed these dick pills, like, you could you knock on the door and say, hey, you know, did my dick pills come here? So If not, can I borrow uh, some of yours? Keeping in mind that what I think is interesting is how if you start without any other outside information, if you start telling yourself a certain story, oh yeah, every other clue just really oh, yeah. uh, um, justifies and adds yep. to, mm-hmm. to that story. And let's just say in this hypothetical person situation, uh, they've been listening to a lot of podcasts about LSD and uh, psilocybin studies, and they recently met a couple who order uh, drugs through the the dark web and order a test kit and uh, they microdose and how it's, you know, they now are one with the universe. And in fact, this, this, uh, the one gal who microdoses LSD, she quit drinking. She used to be an alcoholic, started taking LSD, completely quit, doesn't need it anymore. Uh, she now just does LSD every day. <laughs> wow, what a miracle. Isn't what a, a miracle? fucking miracle. I thought you were going to say her job. She quit her job and just does LSD every day. <laughs> you know, I, I knew a guy who smoked and he stopped when um, he started instead just smoking shotgun. Uh, and he, <laughs> you do that, you never smoke again when you blow the back of your head mm-hmm. off with a shotgun. You're um, <laughs> what anyway. Else? Yep. Stop smoking. Yeah. It, Ain't going to bother him no more. So, hypothetically, one can really start, you know, the ideas of what is in this weird, you know, box and the pills and the people who lived here were, like, really, like, freaky and mysterious and maybe they had a meth lab. Like, the the curiosity is eventually going to get to you. So, uh, this week, hypothetically, uh, my wife, hypothetically, was not around. (laughs) <laughs> and I because ask. I don't think she would have approved, the curiosity hypothetically got the best of me. So now the exciting reveal. Uh, what's in the box? Uh, so just so remember, the closest uh, guess is going to win. So Corey has guessed it's meth seeds and dick pills. Grant has guessed human teeth and a pack a tightly packed box of flaccid penises. <laughs> and Ben has. Uh, guest Baby Skull and Archie Comics. So I was fairly certain this was going to be some really cool, freaky shit and probably drugs, like the good kind of drugs. So in the box was Estatos, the card game. And Estatos, <laughs> you and your fellow crown mage elite must summon heroes from the past to steal away the devil Mukaki. Or perhaps his influence will get the better of you, along with your summoned heroes who fight to break free of the god Makahari's control to bring new order to the land. So the opposite of erection pills? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, they know that you won't need erections uh, where speak you're going. For yourself, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it had it had the the this was a Kickstarter card game that I'm guessing this person kickstarted and like a long time later finally got the box along with uh four expansion packs. All he got That's all the expansion packs. Hilarious. Uh I my disappointment was like, what the <laughs> It was nerds all along. Uh, if we put copper on the door, it will protect us from women. <laughs> That's how you can keep out the Baba Yaga. Yes. Baba Yaga and women. The Baba Yaga's estrogen gets stuck on the copper tape. 
Let I me ask you this. Is. Have you ever seen the Baba Yaga and women in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to get into our apartment, <laughs> you might be a Baba you Yaga. You might be the Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> that Baba Yaga went 200 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give Ben a, a runner-up on that because Archie Comics are... Are pretty nerdy, but uh, Grant yes. actually wins for that package because it's a that was about as uh, a box <laughs> of flaccid <laughs> penises. <laughs> 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 I, and we actually have a winner for the pills. Uh, someone got it right because it was a bottle of Valtrex. Uh, <laughs> so Corey wins for dick pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like these are, I can't do anything fun with these. The dick pills, <laughs> the hell sure you can do? get a, take them all, and then play the Matahari game. Uh, Valtrex <laughs> just is a herpes suppressor, Corey. Oh damn! I, you take well, enough of anything, you're gonna feel kind of funny, right? Crush them and snort them, and just see what happens. Ben, here's the thing: <laughs> you don't see me suppressing my herpes, do you? So I, I don't know this. I don't know what current medicines are. Exactamundo. I mean, that's because. <laughs> Anybody know any danger shampoo commercials from the 80s knows that Corey's got herpes based on that. (laughs) Anyway, it's sad that I had to find out I have herpes from a commercial. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Wait, is that the one where the, the, like, you and your elderly spouse are in bathtubs in a field? Or is that the, that, is that telling you you have the herpes or is that the cure for herpes? This one just said, Corey, you've got herpes. <laughs> and then it has the scientific McDonald's name for it I've underneath. ever seen. Yeah. And then there was the 800 number, and the guy was just looking like, you should, you should, maybe, you should call it. Side effects of being Corey may include right. obsession with Transformers. <laughs> no chance of getting herpes. Um. <laughs> All right, well, little Captain Travis, uh, <laughs> if you are waiting on your card game and dick pills, you might be you the know where to find them. <laughs> Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com, and I will happily forward them on to you, hypothetically. <laughs> if any of that had actually happened, which it didn't. Which it did not. Hey, if you want to see some uh, some photos of Matt's meth lab, <laughs> which he has totally outclassed <laughs> the former <laughs> occupant. Ah, whatever. We're on uh, Instagram. You can find some cool pictures and shit that Corey does. Uh, we are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Granoy says, the hottest place to find all of the latest Archie comic content, follow <laughs> us on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. And if you like the show, I'd like you to back my Kickstarter for a, a herpes and Baba Yaga based card game. <laughs> Or you have to defend the realm from the evil god uh, <laughs> Makahari. Yes. yes. By giving them herpes. <laughs> Bobby Yaga gets around. It's basically just hungry, hungry hippos with the marbles are herpes. <laughs> but it's called Baba Bobby Yaga. <laughs> Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 67. This uh-huh. is literally a synopsis of one of the like top 20 grossing movies. I did not see it. After escaping an attack by what he claims was a 70-foot shark, 
Jonas Taylor must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submersible. Oh, oh yeah, there was like the mega shark the movie, Meg whatever that is. What it was the called. Meg. <laughs> yep, and it made so, like a hundred million dollars. So this, there, there might be something to that. But you know what? Maybe it's in people's psyche, and it will be too much. And Grant said it was like the part of it's close to a plot of one. Let's just switch it. Escape from a helicopter. Ooh, so there's a helicopter yes, prison. It's a helicopter yes. prison. Why don't yeah. we escape the, from a shark? Escape oh. from a shark. A shark is a prison <laughs> in the in the future. Uh, we've bioengineered sharks to be prisons. Nature's perfect. Nature built a perfect prison. <laughs> right, but he right. had to get out. Sharks shark are known escape. for escape. Shark what, prison. What gets escape. out of a shark? Nothing gets out of a shark. Yeah. That's what if you say like nothing gets out of there. That place is like a shark. <laughs> you know, it's a common phrase. So sharks are good at doing pit that. Of the sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, so what better prison than a shark? So Vin Diesel's imprisoned in a shark. I like the helicopter, too, because, uh, you know, I, I, at first I think of, what's that? There's like a Ray Liotta movie where it's like a prison island or something, and they like have to mm, escape. Shutter Island? That's probably not it, but sure. Uh, <laughs> so now, in a future world, where like, you know, in some of these future scenarios, the Earth's all polluted and you can't touch the ground or something, so everything's floating, and so this is like a helicopter prison. The ground is lava. Yeah, the ground and is lava. And they have to get off the prison helicopter oh. onto another uh, escape copter. Dude. Dude, so there's, sorry, sorry, there's there's two, There, it's the helicopter prison, and I just thought of a great line. We got to build the plot around this. There's like, you know, a girl and a guy, a uh, prisoner, and they're escaping together, right? They're going to bond together over this. And then he's like... He's rushing, and he goes to go out uh, uh, through a doorway, but it's like a door out, and he would have fallen to his death. She grabs him. She's like, watch out. Floor is hot lava. <laughs> and then pulls it back on. Huh? Huh? Yeah, there you go. Was that worth the interruption? Mm. Yes. Okay, good. All right, all right. Mm. Yes. Okay. The floor is hot lava. <laughs> Watch I out. think what we do is still escape from a shark, but the twist is the shark's on a helicopter. <laughs> the shark is a okay, helicopter. Here, here, here. It's the future. Oh, the world's okay. polluted. Everything's uh-huh. hot lava. Uh, everything, all human society has moved up to helicopters. Everything's a helicopter. <laughs> Love it. Prisons, Love giant it. helicopters. Love they it. have to escape from the prison to get back to their home, which is also a helicopter. But in the prison, what makes it, what makes the prison helicopter such a prison is that they have tanks with sharks where they stuff prisoners inside the sharks. <laughs> We're combining all the ideas. All the ideas. Uh, all of them. We will get John Travolta on no. this one because this has to be this somehow like Scientology canon. I love it. Bad, dumb, <laughs> the turducken the of all of our ideas. Grant put all the ingredients there. Let's see if it works. Ready? <clears throat> In a world where everyone lives on a helicopter, something hey, come will on, happen. We gotta get to the chapter. <laughs> Helicopters guarded by sharks. <laughs> hey, watch out! The, the, only thing, the only thing more dangerous bottom. than a helicopter is a shark bottom, on bottom, a helicopter. Bottom, bottom. <laughs> Can our heroes go from one helicopter to another one? But sharks are in the way. You want me to do what? <laughs> Chris Tucker as the sidekick. <laughs> hey, man! Helicopter man! I'm trying to go to the helicopter! Helicopter man! <laughs> Uh, who plays the shark Jackie Chan just has to karate kick his way out of this shark to get back to his family no more shark time (laughs) 
Hamlet this this summer, July fourth. <laughs> Hamlet two, Arctic Commando. <laughs> Arctic Commando. Yes, that's oh, son that's of a bitch. Zinger. Turn internet over.